With a bad foot pumped up Because statistics are the best The bad foot pumped up Because you don't need footwear to bet Welcome back to the Barefoot Punch. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Logical One. The Pope is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2021 NRL and AFL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Logical One. Thank you, as always, Mug. Uh, a big week of footy just gone once again. I think we've got... Only four rounds to go, and it looks like that minor premiership is nearly decided. You know, the dogs have still got to do the right thing to get home. But I think they will do the right thing because there's still some motivation there. I was just having a look at the ladder earlier. It looks like an interstate team could likely slip into that fourth spot. So it would be a big advantage to finish fourth because I think those, those interstate teams are fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh on the ladder. So it should be one of those. So you'd, you'd much rather play that interstate team now that, you know, if, if Victoria can get their shit together and, and the, the finals are played in Melbourne, you'd rather have that, that top spot. So I think motivation is still there for the dogs. They're in good form. Melbourne are really, really not playing well. I think their last four games has been a, a loss, two losses, a draw and a win. Geelong are going very well, but they're going to have to come across over the top of the dogs. So yeah, it looks like uh, the, the minor, the, the, it's starting to sort itself out out at the top. Uh, no one wants to finish eighth. No one at all. And the, the form of all those teams sitting in eighth is is really horrible. And if if that continues on, it'd be a nice little soft first final for the team that finishes fifth. And surprised to see the truck rutting. Uh, he was almost, uh, from what I could see in some commentary today, almost saying that uh, Essendon weren't fit for finals. You know, they, they, they weren't really going to raise a yelp even if they make it, which it's almost, I don't know if that's some sort of reverse psychology, but some sort of uh, strange thought process, I think, to be putting out that. I don't, I don't know what you thought about that. I didn't see his comments, but if that's the case, it is very strange if you're going to sneak into the eight. Um, but... Richmond looked like the team still, even though their form's horrible, they got a really soft run home and should still make it. But without Dusty, I can't see them doing too much damage. Um, yeah, very good. Oh, well, um, that's uh, that's good to hear your thoughts on that minor, still logical, and that you've still got uh, got dogs up there. And I want to ask you a couple of questions regarding the dogs and 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 where you see their rating now. Um, but uh, at this point in time, we better go over and say a welcome to the program to the Pope. Mark, how are you? We've that makes two minor premiership races over, I think, in both codes. As of today, you can officially give the minor premiership to the Storm, the game of the year. This Saturday night, Storm v Penrith is now minus 18.5-point line. So probably gives you a bit of an indication. We'll, we'll go into the reasons why later in the show, but that minor premiership is also over in the NRL. Well, Pope, uh, I mean, I've actually got that written down in my notes here to have a chat to you about that because we've got Storm minor now, $1.33. We've got Penrith, three seventy five. And in this week, we've got dollar fifteen five fifty. What's happened here? Uh, what? What? Why? My educate me here. My uneducated mind is not aware of why this has actually occurred. What's happened in the world of NRL that all of a sudden? Because if I'm not mistaken, the Storm and the and the Panthers are both on the same points. They are. Yeah. So why has that market now just uh, thinking that the Storm is all over the Panthers? Well, for various reasons, Mug, the Panthers are trotting out a reserve grade team this weekend and, and none of it's around resting players. It's all injuries and 
Babies. Babies is the other reason, going back to the birth of a child for one player. But injuries, for the most part, is seeing Penrith's top six players not playing this weekend. So oh, wow. it's basically so, so who, team who, are we, who are we talking there, Pope? Who, who are their players that we're, we're, that we're missing this weekend? Cleary is number one, okay. obviously, the, the massive factor. Then you've got Athi Coruscant, who's serving a suspension, actually, for infidelity in, in an origin bubble. Excuse me. And Brian Toll, Isaiah Yol, and James Fisher-Harris. So probably their top six players. And so Coruscant, <laughs> what, what, what's happened there? Haven't you heard this one? Oh, mate, I'm, not, uh, I've, I'm living in a different world uh, to the NRL world. What's, what, what's going on there? He invited a lady back into his hotel in a strict biosecurity bubble in, in origin camp that was outside of his marital relations. Right. Okay. So is this a COVID-based uh, penalty or is this a moral-based uh, uh, sanction from his club? Yeah, the, the, the former, mainly. A, a, a biosecurity breach is the reason for the suspension. Yeah, right. Jeez, it just never stops at the NRL, does it? It's uh, it's always going on. Okay, so they're a very weakened outfit uh, this weekend. And is there any danger in those later games? I still see the Storm have got some um, games against some higher rated opposition sort of a little bit uh, in a few weeks' time. Is there, you know, is that a risk to the Storm that they might drop one of those games and, and potentially um, hand over that minor? Or uh, is it all, all just they'll, they'll just run over the top of those other teams? The only risk would be them resting players, which I would think only comes if they've got the minor secure. So I think it's a pretty minor minor risk to take, to be honest. I think that dollar thirty three might be a bit shorter too in the last half an hour now. Right. Okay. Mark, that, so I, I think it's minimal concern. Very good. And uh, logical. Just coming back to the to the dogs and the D's. Obviously, they played off on the weekend, and uh, the dogs were big winners there. We we favoured. Uh, Melbourne in that contest and uh, and had rated Melbourne a little bit higher going in. What does that contest do now to your ratings? And and does the fact that it was wet actually change the way that you rate that performance, or do you you take that performance on its merit and now rate the dogs higher? I think you've got to give the dogs a bit of a bump for that. They've beaten a top side. We spoke about it last week how they hadn't beaten many top sides yet this year, and the demons had had been beating all the other top sides. So it was a bit of a coming of coming of the season for the dogs and, a, and a, you know, a pretty important win. Uh, I think I don't move the ratings too much, but I have the dogs and Geelong at the top at the moment. They've been seesawing all year around those ratings, but I, I still think Geelong are going really well as, on, as alongside the dogs. So I have those two top rated and, and Melbourne not too far behind after that. Yeah, it it does almost seem it's a it's a bit of a three way race at the top at the moment for the premiership. Um, but as we know, you know things can change in a number of weeks, and and health and fitness play a big part in September. So um, it's always going to come down to form and fitness in September uh, to who can take it out. But those three teams uh, definitely uh, seem to be the front runner. Boys, did we see anything else that sort of? Uh, caught our eye uh, over the weekend or, or sparked your interest? You know, we saw a pretty meek uh, Carlton um, uh, show up against North Melbourne. We saw the weak Coast Eagles uh, just scrape across the line against uh, St Kilda. And we've, uh, we've mentioned the D's and the Dogs. And, uh, and Pope, uh, your team, the Milk, uh, actually uh, got up and uh, got it done against the Eels. But was there anything over the weekend that, uh, that pricked some interest for you? Well, um, in terms of bad beats, we'll start with Margaret. I want to go bad beats. 
Is that where go or have I jumped the gun? Give it to us. Give it to us, Mug. Burn beats. Well, I did have a two-leg multi in the the men's surfing semi-finals today, which to my untrained eye looked like a bit of a bad beat with uh, Medina getting done. But to the to the football, where it's probably go back to Thursday night, and we'll come back to that surfing uh, in just one moment, Pope. But yeah, onto the football. Yeah, there's more educated people to talk about than me on this call. The back to the football probably have to go back to Thursday night for the major standout in, in NRL where Parramatta. Down by two points on the bell, went over in the corner to a, was it or was it not a try and got ruled out, no try. So if you're on Parramatta there, at a very short price, I might add, but that was the closest to anything that of relevance in a bad beat over over the weekend with a bit of controversy around whether there was fair play involved. But again, short price over Parramatta, so it's, it's on the minor scale. And logical, this is two weeks in a row now that we're going to talk something similar. Um, but there was a bad beat in the AFL on the weekend, but we were on the good side of it. And it was, uh, it was Richmond Geelong. Talk us through this one again for the second week in a row. Yes, this one, I turned off the, uh, the match. I thought there was no chance. It was, it was, we're on the overs and at halftime, it didn't look like it was any chance. And there was hardly any goals coming in the third quarter. I turned the match off and then I get a message from you, Mug, saying, just two more, so I flick it back on, and uh, they kick one, and then there's there's still only I think about a minute to go, and it goes down the other end, and then and then all of a sudden they hustle the ball up, and Jack marks it on the boundary, forty five out, you know, man on the mark, forty five out I think, and and he slots it for the win. That was pr- pretty happy, and another you know, long time listener of ours, AJ, he he didn't even know he switched off so much he didn't know until later when I messaged him and. And he saw that, um, shared that same stoke. So it was good to get on the lick there. But I was still on the canvas from those Gold Coast over the weekend. I, I was really keen on the Gold Coast. I spoke about that last week. Uh, I had a big, big bet on them. They were, uh, they were flying. They were 20 odd points up. I thought, how yeah, good are we going here? That's counting money stuff, isn't it? You just how, think, yeah, how good I've are got, we going here? I've got, I've head, got this right. I've got I'm this thinking right. maybe maybe the head-to-head might be still in trouble, but the, the handicap, they go one goal to 13 in the second half. Like, uh, it's just horrible. How can you do that? Like, yeah, I tell um, you what, you know, I think I messaged you guys today. Like, if, if you were on GWS the week before and that – Gold Coast bet on the weekend, you'd be reviewing your life right now. But but there was just some disgusting, disgusting turnarounds. That uh, obviously, if you're on the other side of it, you're uh, you know you're fist bumping, you're out of your chair, you're loving you're, you're loving life. But uh, geez, that was some some tough uh, tough beats to be on the other end of. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, and, so, uh, and and Pope touched on it before. I got a phone call from the Pope today. I was going to say, this about, this, smel- this smells like logical uh, being involved in this about, surfing multi. About some surfing prices. And he said to me, what price should this should Owen Wright be in his semi-final? And so I spoke about both of them. And, and both of them are the Brazilians. And I just thought, you know, they, they're just, they shouldn't they be this big. The double, the double was uh, $1.90 at Bet365. But I think it even got up to 205 at Top Sport. And they're superior, the two of them. And... and Gab, Gabriel was was um, winning easily against this Japanese guy Kanoa Igarashi, and there was a wow. few minutes to go, and he's and he needed a nine, which is unheard of in these in these in these conditions, 
and he's gone and just absolutely pulled out this reverse area. 360 a, or something. Or... A, 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 I don't think it was a nine, like it shouldn't have been, yeah. but but B, that he actually pulled it off. So it was a bit heartbreaking. And it's good to share. Good to good to hear that Pope followed me in and shared the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So, Pope, how many bets have you actually had on surfing in your journey? Generally, probably seven. And <laughs> six of them would be after I've heard Logical One mention, <laughs> mention something relating to the, to the sport. Yeah. Monk. And uh, Kanoa Igarashi, um, he's... Um, surfing under the flag of Japan, but he's uh, he's he's born and raised in Hawaii, if I'm not not mistaken. There, so yes, but he's got samurai heritage. Yeah, he's if got you had the samurai. to the coverage, you would have heard. Yeah, that. and so maybe a bit of uh, hometown cooking uh, there that they wanted the, uh, the the boy with a bit of Japanese heritage to uh, I think so to, to take the I chocolates. Think, so that's uh, so. that is that is a a very very tough beat. But um, I think we're getting off track. So let's we uh, are let's we get, are we'll straighten up. We we met we're a. <laughs> We're an AFL and NRL show, so we better get back to that. Logical, are you ready to do some games? I'll try again. Logical, just... are you ready to do some games? It's the Why not? Why not? All right, okay. <laughs> All right, this one's been changed to Friday night, Logical. We're serving up the Saints versus Carlton. Saints, dollar fifty-three. Uh, Carlton, two fifty-two here, and the line's sitting at minus ten and a half. What are you seeing here, old mate? I'm seeing the poultry blues. They're not. They didn't go very well without um, Mackay last week. Uh, they will get Charlie Kerno back this week, which is, is a really right? good. Okay, that's... well, they're a good chance to. He played VFL last week, and it'd be a really good story if he does come back. I'm a, I'm a big Charlie fan, and he's, he hasn't had a good run at it for a long time. The Saints, on the other hand, will actually on top of that, Carlton won't get back Mackay probably for this week. And they will lose Zach Williams. Saints are likely to get Rowan Marshall back, which we know how important he's to the Saints um, winning chances. And on the top of that, and the way that the Saints are going, I think they're playing pretty well at the moment. And the Blues, not so the way they dropped away last week. So I'm quite keen on the Saints here, and that's the only way I could be looking. Yeah. Okay. Excellent, mate. I I didn't have a bet in this game. I made that line a little bit shorter. Um. So so it's just going to pass on that one. But uh. But that's fantastic. And and how impressive was the uh, as uh as one of uh our uh, close friends, uh, Mister Mister Wallace, uh, refers to him the young goat. Refers to the young king boy, uh, Max King, isn't it from St Kilda, the young goat. Uh, and uh, he was fantastic on the weekend. And let's hope he can reproduce that performance uh, against Carlton. So I tell you what, it'll be interesting to see how Carlton respond. And I, I always find it very interesting how the media commentary uh, always, for the last couple of weeks, have been saying that Teague has really reinvented himself and, you know, he's changed the way Carlton play. One bad loss and he's no good. He needs to go again. So it's, uh, it's always interesting how they flip-flop. Yeah, I think uh, Wallace might have to check his definition of goat there, but um, we'll let him we'll let him have a pass. But um, let's not be throwing around goats and young goats and all this sort of stuff from now on. <laughs> yeah, you might be getting a bit carried away with the uh, with the young boy, but uh, excellent, mate. That's uh, that's great to hear for the listeners that you're putting that one up. Um, fantastic. Next game we want to talk about, and that's uh, North Melbourne hosting Geelong. Uh, down at their spiritual home uh, at Blundstone Arena. And I know our producer, uh, Pistol Pete, who is WA's finest racing tipster, is very excited about this one. His boys 
uh, are taking on Geelong. Uh, big outsiders here, North Melbourne, 475, uh, 119. And we've got that line sitting around about 26 and a half. Um, logical, I feel that this line is a little bit big. And I know Geelong have been beating up um, on some teams, but um, look, you've got to be really happy with how North Melbourne's going. And I don't think that Geelong will be particularly impressed about heading down to Hobart for this one. And um, and I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking a little tickle here on North Melbourne. North Melbourne have been covering um, very regularly, and uh, I know they probably lose Taron Thomas here, but um, but I think at the price, um, I'm happy to have a little tickle at North Melbourne. What are you seeing here? The mug likes the the Kangas. I tell you one thing that won't happen in this game, and that's Nick Larkey kicking seven against the Geelong back back line. Carlton's back line is horrendous at the moment, and. And, and it's great to see Larky, bit of a coming of age game for him. Good player. But, but uh, Taron Thomas has been very important for the Kangas and I, I am worried about them, them losing him. Uh, Kangas have lost, sorry, they've won three of their last five games. So they're in reasonably good form and then they're definitely not the worst side in the comp. I think for the first part of the half of the season, they were the worst rated team, but I think I've got them third or fourth bottom now and, and their recent form's good. But also Geelong, they're going quite well. And I, I spoke about that motivation to finish on top. I think they're going to be trying to win by as much as possible because there's that small chance they could pick up that percentage on the on the dogs. So that sort of worries me with Thomas out. I'd, I'd have a slight lean to the Kangas, but not quite as keen on them as you are. And I'll, I'll probably wait and see what the market does. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, thank you uh, very much uh, for that one. Logical. Um yeah, as I said, I'll uh, I'll have a small go on the on the plus there. I just think that that's a that's a pretty big line, and um, I think it was on the couch the other night. Logical, they were showing the um, second half of the season ladder positions or, or, or ratings as they had it, and um, and North Melbourne I think was in about eighth. Um, so that probably just goes to show that uh, North Melbourne have considerably improved in the second half of the season. Um, happy to take on the 26. Um, not in a hurry to bet. You know, I'll probably just wait till uh, wait till the jump and uh, have a look at what that number gets to and um, and just have a small tickle on that. Yeah, they, well, the first time around when the Kangas were playing a lot worse, I think Geelong only cleaned them up by around about that 30 mark. So they weren't too far away from it that and, and first time I, around. And and um and a bit of recent history too, you know, just going back and looking at uh, North Melbourne Geelong, there's there's been a few times down even at Marvel Stadium where the Cats have they've won, but they haven't they've struggled to put North away by by a decent sum. And North, you know, have been worse at times than uh, potentially what they what they what they are at the moment. So so happy to uh, as the Pope says, uh, happy to find out. And the last game we want to speak about logical is Collingwood hosting West uh, West Coast Eagles, the Weak Coast Eagles, as I've been calling them at the MCG. Uh, Two sixty here, the Pies, and a uh, dollar fifty uh, the Eagles here, and that line sitting at ten and a half. That's just been trimmed up a little bit from twelve and a half. Logical, I, I took a little bit of the twelve and a half early. I still oh, you did, Mark. I wouldn't, I, have, I wouldn't have guessed. Um, <laughs> the listeners will be astounded. I still think the uh, I still think the ten and a half is a bet, and uh, and happy uh, happy to recommend that to the uh, to the listeners. Um, but um, mate, uh, you know I, I the, the West Coast Eagles, like geez, they they, I mean they struggle to put the Saints away in their home territory. They're meant to be playing for finals positions. Um, their list on paper, their team on paper is still 
you know, premiership quality, but um, they just are playing uninspired football. And um, and the pies are going poorly as well. We know that the skipper's out. Um, but uh, but look, <laughs> you know, that dollar fifty price on the West Coast Eagles away from home. Um, you know, I, I don't really care who they're playing. Uh, I just think that's wrong. Um, what are you seeing here? Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I think this market is going to move towards the pies too. So I think shop early. They lose Pendlebury for the pies. That's the big negative. But I, I think that Jeremy Howe's in line to come back. So that'd be a nice inclusion. And I think they've got a couple others um, in, in line to come back. Not not huge in, but, ins, but Maine, Hoskin Elliott, they, they, they could also come in and just bolster a bit of that depth for the pies. Uh, Liam Ryan's going to miss for the Eagles. And, mm. and as we know, that they, they don't like the MCG at the moment, West Coast, um, and they're, they're not going to like coming into a, an, an, a, an atmosphere where there's COVID around. They, they haven't liked that at all, have they, over the last year and a bit. So um, couldn't disagree with you and would say just shop early on the pies. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well, that's a consensus bet for the boys there. Um, mate, thank you for the uh, chat and insight regarding the AFL. Now it's time to talk some NRL with the Pope. Okay, Pope, NRL round 20, and we've got a Thursday night game up in Mackay, and that's the Roosters taking on Parramatta. Parramatta are a slight favourites here, $1.57 and four-and-a-half-point favourites. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Parramatta without Mitchell Moses here, which I didn't think had much impact for them, to be honest, logical one, going to last week's game. But while he's an origin player, I didn't really think that he probably moves the needle as much as a lot of other halfbacks in the competition. But they were rudderless against Canberra last week in attack, and I struggle to see where their upside is at the moment. Teams can have poor one-out performances, but you can treat in isolation. I, I can't treat that performance in isolation. I just can't see... The way they're going at the moment, how much improvement they've got against these good sides, and while Roosters have their issues, they are in that conversation of a top six team. So Roosters for me head to head and potentially margins, despite the injuries Roosters have. I just don't like the way Parramatta going at all at the moment. And the, and the modeler, he as always, he sent through his prices earlier tonight, and and he makes this game pick him. He basically makes it even, and you like the Roosters as well, so. The two of you, when you like something, it's normally a, a good thing. So um sounds like a good punt there for the uh, listeners. Yeah, it does. Uh, so it's nice to have that validation from the modeler, the way he's been going. Game two for the NRL Barefoot this week, and we go to Saturday afternoon, Suncorp Stadium, Brisbane. Newcastle Knights are taking on Canberra. And the reason I wanted to talk about this, Pope, because this is the other one the modeler liked. He liked, he's come up here with Newcastle's favourites. So I just wanted to share share that with you and see what you thought about it. I can understand his angle. I've probably got a little bit of trepidation seeing how they've been going, logical one. And Caelan Ponga just doesn't look right to me. That's why I probably am a little bit wary around this game, but it does sort of look attractive. And he, Mitchell Pierce has been named at 21 as well. So you think he probably comes in aside if he's been named in that extended squad, which, which makes them better. And the line will move Newcastle's way if that does come to fruition. The the part of I do like around Newcastle is their top eight price. So they're at four to one or five dollars at most bookies, and they're slight underdogs this week. And then they've got their remaining five games are all they're going to be favourites or a round pick in all those. So they've 
some real upside in their draw and they're a game and percentage behind seventh and eighth. So I think that price of $5 is really attractive with their draw they have in the last six games. And this week will be pretty key to that. And I can certainly understand where the model is coming from, having some interest in them as underdogs this week. Okay, so the four or five dollars to make the eight model likes them this week. So it sounds like you pulled the trigger on that top eight price right now. Yeah, I think so. If they win as underdogs, that price won't be there come Saturday, Saturday afternoon anyway. Cool. I like that one. And then the big game, well, supposedly the big game of the season, the game we've all been awaiting, the matchup of the two power heavyweights of the NRL. And we have a dollar sixteen shot. Melbourne Storm, dollar sixteen versus Penrith on Saturday night. Eighteen point favourites. It's uh, it's an amazing season we're seeing in the NRL. What are your thoughts? I also I do want to say last week, Pope, it was the first time that you opposed the Storm in a long while, and you, and you got that right, which was which was the first time the Storm hadn't covered the line in a long while. Um, how do you see this game? Yeah. The one thing we've had to look forward to all year, logical one, is Storm v Penrith on the 31st of July. What it's going to be, pick them game, the blockbuster, and it's minus eight and a half. What I, what I am saying is this line is, is basically it's on Melbourne's racket, so to speak. It's, if they turn up, they cover, even at this, this price. So this was 10 and a half, 11 and a half on Monday, and for those who got on, then well done to you because... Um, that now looks looks a great bet. I, I just think it's whatever Storm want to put out. I, I think they're probably a bit disappointed this is what it is. So I, I probably get the indication they've been setting themselves for this game, even the way they played last week. You sort of look like one of those games where they're looking a week ahead, just the way they went about it. So I think they want to test and they're not going to get it. But I do think they've set themselves for a 10-week stretch home and their foot's going to be to the four in this one. So we'll probably be looking at all alternates to find a bit more value out of that 18 and a half, to be frank. And even the total, this is probably a total at 46 and a half that's commensurate with the top two game. And it's not really that in reality now. So we probably find some angles around, around totals in this game as well. Okay. So the Pope likes another storm smashing, which is an angle that's been very, very good for the punters this season, as the mug uh, alluded to last week. One thing I did want to ask about, Mark, so the Storm are going to go off dollar 16, 18-point favourites. Come finals, how many of those players that are out for Penrith will be back and and what sort of prices are we going to be looking at Storm in the finals? Yeah, it, everyone should be back in theory. So Cleary was in the conversation for this week and he's not playing. So he's probably not too far away for various reasons. Others are out to the short to medium term, but the prognosis on all the players for Penrith who are out is they will be back in the finals. I guess the next part of the conversation is can they become cohesive again in the period of time that they will all be back? But on paper, their best team will be out there come preliminary final weekend or grand final weekend, which if they are, it still looks very much like a storm beat Penrith grand final. Okay, that's that's good to hear because nobody would want to see a final series with prices like they that we're seeing this week. Yeah, I, I, the other way I guess you can look at it is the market. I think currently has still about a dollar fifty to make the grand final, and I think they're probably in about two twenty five to win at the moment. So you sort of, if you use the mathematical logic there, 
you're basically saying they're going to be a fifty in the grand final if they if they make it. So that's the other way to probably look at it from the from the market perspective, and that's hedging its bets. Obviously, It'd probably be a lot shorter if they don't play Penrith, and slight favourites if they do, based on that price. I would think. Okay, and the one other game this week that you wanted to talk about, Pope, we've gone a little bit out of sequence, and that's the Saturday afternoon, St George versus the Rabbitohs. Uh, the mug touched on the Rabbitohs and their scoring earlier on tonight. Is that uh, the angle that we're looking at here in this game? Yeah, the mug made a sage comment earlier off camera, logical one, where he said, wherever the Rabbitohs go, points follow them. And he is right. Going back to mid-April, since mid-April, there's only been two of Rabbitohs matches that have gone under the total points line. So they're on both sides of the football, in attack and defence, there's prolific amount of points scored in this game. So I don't know about the minus. It's become a really big number despite it being a poor Dragons outfit that I think Rabbitohs concede too many points to have a lot of confidence in that minus. But the over total points line, even at the 54.5, I think a bet. And the subsidiary offering of Rabbitohs over total points too, I think, is, is a bet most weeks as well. So that's the way we'll be looking at this game come the weekend. Over 54.5 points in a rugby league game. Never thought you'd hear it, but you are now. Rockhampton, 3 o'clock in the Arvo, so the weather should be nice and sunny as well. So that's uh, that that just is conducive to more points. Um, so I like that angle. Pope, as always, thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, I've really liked a few different angles this weekend and uh, look forward to another round of NRL. Thanks, Logical One. I'd hope, can I, when Mug signs off, can we just get a bit of a view on how the boomers are going to perform in the Olympics too on the way out? Just for a bit of backstory, Pope is a very good angle. He's he's called them Dad's Army last week off air and said they said that this their price for the Olympic gold was absolutely ridiculous. And ever since they've only shortened and covered the line, so um, it's a, it's a good angle. Well, yeah, I was just a little bit uh, concerned and confused about the uh, the market positioning of, of the Boomers um, for this uh, for this games. So I don't think they've ever won a medal in anything and uh and all of a sudden they're uh the short as you can believe to uh to take a medal and maybe even take the gold so you did you did just follow that by saying greece and argentina were the ones that were going to beat them who both aren't even in the olympics so that's a little bit of a backstory on his basketball knowledge (laughs) well all i know is that uh that number seemed pretty uh pretty short for the boomers so we'll uh we'll see what plays out there boys we'll see what plays out but uh that's enough of that sort of talk that's not our area the basketball um but uh but as we always say uh gamble responsibly but more importantly gamble to win